everyone. Nice to see you. I'm Allie, and you are with the Diabolical Cyber. So welcome, everyone. Hey, everyone. Nice to see you. I'm Allie, and you are with the Diabolical Cyber. So welcome, everyone. Hey, everyone. Nice to see you. I'm Allie, and you are with the Diabolical Cyber. Oh, that's unfortunate. So welcome, everyone. Hey, everyone. Nice to see you. I'm Allie, and you are with the Diabolical Cyber. Well, we've just discovered part of the reason for doing a pre-episode, me testing out all of these different things and how many bajillion tabs do I have. In any case, welcome. This is kind of an experimental project for me and some of my peeps rolling in my squad. It is just me solo today, me and you. And you are looking spectacular. Thanks for joining. And you might want to update your operating system on your webcam. Mm-hmm. So today, uh, there's just a few things I wanted to chat about. Um, uh, there are a few of us cyber folk who are getting ready to head to Las Vegas next week for, I call it Hacker Palooza. Uh, some of us call it Hacker Summer Camp. And to still others, it is known as the B Sides Black Hat DEF CON Trifecta. Uh, there will be lots of hacking and infosecing, and there will be lockpicking and much entertainment and much imbibed and uh, one of the things that uh, some of my friends and I were talking about today is how to prepare so if you've gone to summer camp before or you've gone to Vegas before you are probably thinking hmm what types of activities will be there that we would need to be prepared for for example craft supplies and or swimsuits and or I don't know what else do people take to camp stamps. Um, I'm sort of, I'm not sure about that anymore. But when when one heads to Hackerpalooza, one needs to make sure that they've got all of their digital devices on superlative lockdown, because the very newest exploits will be on display. In fact, um, we would expect that some of the most recent exploits of things like our smartphones the researchers that created them will be there. And so uh, we may un unintentionally become part of a live demo, if you will. So we were we have been considering a few options for how we might prepare. Uh, one thing that uh, we talked about is, should we get burner phones? So burner phones, we can take existing devices modern devices, recent devices where you can get on the very latest uh, operating system of your phone. So whether you are an Android or an iOS fan, you want to make sure that you are on hardware that can support whatever the most recent operating system is. And uh, maybe you also want to get a burner SIM, meaning a SIM card that you can kind of 
put in your phone, but you don't really care so much if it gets compromised because it's not your permanent phone number. Uh, and or you could get a prepaid phone, a smartphone, or even just a phone that all it does is phone calls and text messages. And you could get that phone and uh, bring that with you so that there is less chance that you, for example, uh, get your device pwned while you are on unsecured Wi-Fi, which is all Wi-Fi. So uh, I think we were considering getting burner phones and I'm still considering um, getting some SIM cards to take with me. Uh, I usually just bring a dumb phone with me as opposed to a smartphone, but uh, I think I actually want a smartphone, so I will probably bring some extra SIMs. However, I am supremely lazy, so potentially what I will do is simply bring a Faraday pouch, meaning uh, something that will basically make it so that uh, my phone can't be remotely uh, tagged or scanned by any uh, intermediate technology that's looking to uh, sort of fake being a cell phone tower or uh, hijack a Wi-Fi connection. I'll simply have a phone that sort of cannot be discovered by any of the remote tech uh, that may, may be there. Uh, those types of patches are also handy if you have credit cards that have RFID, or sorry, um, the sort of uh, chips on them that can be used for things like tap and go, any kind of it sort of you can kind of think of it as a dead zone for anything that can be sort of sniffed um, by uh, passive technology because we do know that there are folks who can set up set up themselves <laughs> to capture digital details while folks are on the go and of course you don't want to end up on the wall of sheep do you so um, those are some things that we're considering However, it's kind of hard to go completely offline. I mean, what, what, what I will do with the Faraday pouch is I'll put my phones on airplane mode and leave them in the pouch and then um, maybe off the strip far away from the conference, I will take the phone back out and reconnect so that I can gather my messages and meet up with my folks. Um, but another option that we're kind of considering is getting old-fashioned kids walkie-talkies. So you can find walkie-talkies pretty cheap, it turns out, on Amazon. Pretty cute ones, too, nice and portable. And just get a whole bunch of walkie-talkies with your friends. Uh, Long-range walkie-talkies that I was looking at that look to be less than $10 per um, have ranges of some looks like between two and five miles. Anyway, every once in a while, it's fun to go retro and try that out. So we're looking at trying that. And that could be kind of a fun thing to, to bring. Um, incidentally, when I was kind of looking at walkie talkies and other uh, lower tech kind of communication technology, um, where you wouldn't really care if folks were able to grab that signal or capture any details of it. Um, I noticed a lot of interesting technology, like I was expecting to find some cutesy, um, 
like VTech baby monitors. And indeed there were a lot of those. There were also some really interesting low priced um, tablets for kids that looked like they were, you know, between like $40 and $120. They looked to be running uh, Android operating system or there were some sort of fire based tablets, which is also Android, but you know, sort of the Amazon variants of that. And that looked really interesting. I couldn't tell how much you would need to sort of uh, break the technology in order to manipulate it because since they're kids' tablets, the idea is that a parent would be the administrator and okay any new apps on there, but it's sort of unclear if you could get the tablet, be the parent, and completely add whatever apps you wanted, or if it was going to gate those apps to things that would be kid-like, if you will. So sort of unclear to me if I could, without resetting the, without resetting the OS or, you know, wiping it and starting from a fresh build, if I could have the kid's tablet, but also put on it um, WhatsApp or uh, Signal or Wicker or Facebook Messenger is end-to-end -end encrypted now. I don't know, all the cool kids keep uh, leapfrogging to the next late, latest and greatest end-to-end -end encrypted communications app. Um, what's the other one, Snapchat? That, that, that doesn't seem like it would go on a kid's tablet, would it? But also in that category, besides the super cheap um, kids' tablets, which looked like they would totally be fun to hack, uh, they're, I mean, uh, they're very, they're very low cost, so it would not be a huge investment to kind of play around with that tech. There was also a lot of uh, kid cell phones and specifically kid GPS devices. Like, I think that I've heard folks kind of joke about low jacking their kids, but actually there are devices that are specifically GPS identifiers. The, the kids' phones, it's sort of more thinly veiled. They're they, interesting. They have kind of like, you know, a button that's an emergency button and, a, you know, a couple buttons that would be pre-programmed phone numbers that uh, the, the kid could call in case of an emergency. And, of course, there's location-based, uh, uh, like, GPS-like trackers on it, too. But it's a little more, there's a little more to it. So I thought it was interesting to see that there was, um, technology that was simply GPS trackers. Uh, anyway, maybe you could put GPS trackers on your friend and you could just track them around uh, events that way. In any case, I thought the walkie talkies were actually kind of a good find and kind of fun, uh, a fun old fashioned uh, um, thing that you could play around with your, with your friends. There was actually, Toys R Us has uh, Star Wars walkie-talkies, but those were not long range, so we would have to stay probably within eyesight and earshot of each other, and in that, in that case, why do you need walkie-talkies? Okay, so that's a little bit about the tech. So to be honest, I have not really had to um, worry about a burner phone for a long time, so I actually wasn't sure if I would need to uh, if I could just get a burner SIM and put it in and, you know, back up my phone and then flash my existing phone and then use the burner SIM in my existing phone, or if I should, you know, skip all of that and just get a prepaid phone. I've never had to do that before. So 
I'm not really sure uh, how much work is in the different options, but if I do end up getting additional SIM, I will certainly let you know. And if you have advice on that, you can send that to us. I should let you know how to get a hold of us. Uh, you should send that to us at the diabolical cyber at gmail.com or on our Twitter, which I think is also, I think that that one's simply at diabolical cyber. It might also be at the diabolical cyber. Uh, of course, when you start one of these projects, you have to kit up and get every single account. You know what I mean? So, okay. As long as I have you on the line and this is going kind of well and my hair looks incredible today. We need to take advantage of this moment. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about some of the comics that I have been reading. Um, part of why I'm starting this podcast project um, is that besides being inspired by cyber, because who isn't? We live it every day. I've also been inspired by a podcast that is uh, produced and uh, hosted by some awesome ladies. They call themselves the Nerds of Prey, which I could die. Is that the best name? I think I'm so jealous of their name. In any case, um, there are four women, uh, women of color, who are complete and utter nerds. And so they talk about uh, comics and sci-fi movies and TV, and they sort of um, do cultural analysis of basically nerd pop culture. And so I love them, call, call, call out to you. Um, and that inspired me actually to go to my local comic book shop. So um, I think the Mountain View is the closest comic book. I'm in Silicon Valley. Mountain View is the closest indie comic book. There's there's some awesome uh, shops in San Francisco, but Mountain View is my closest one. And I think that's Mike's or Lee's. I'm sorry, I totally uh, lost it on the name, but I went and I picked up Fight Club 2. So if you know me, you know that um, my very favorite movie is Fight Club, and so I was excited and scared to uh, see this. So it's written by Chuck, our guy Chuck, who wrote Fight Club, the original Fight Club, and the artist is Cameron Stewart, who uh, I believe is the artist for Batwoman, which was an amazing comic. Um, in any case, he is pretty, he's a pretty awesome artist. And then I also got, well, I got a bunch, but I'm just gonna, sh I'm just gonna share a few with you today so that we have something to talk about next time. I got this book, Luna Park, which just kind of stood out to me because I thought the art was interesting. Sort of take a look. You see, it's kind of like this interesting, dark sort of monochromatic art, but very um, beautiful. And then I didn't get this this time. I got this when I was at comics I'm totally forgetting the names of things, Comics Experience in uh, San Francisco. And I love this one, Fatal by Ed Rubecker and Sean Phillips. So this one, I'll start with the oldest first. Okay, so Fatal is freaking awesome. It is like a noir comic, but it's totally got this Lovecraftian thing going on. Can you tell here? Can you tell that it's, that, that it's femme fatale, right? But she's fatal. Um, because there's all this sort of underworldly stuff happening. Beautiful book. Love it. Really, really enjoyed it. 
So Luna Park was interesting. It was kind of a, um, it was a real surprise. I wasn't, I kind of, every once in a while, I just get an armload of comics that look kind of interesting and try and see what's up. So this is Vertigo, a Vertigo comic. Uh, and this one is kind of a mind bender. I think it's a standalone. I don't really think that it would, it makes sense to have this be a series. Uh, but basically it's kind of a, sort of a, a story within a story within a story. So there's this part of it feels like it's you're sort of you're you're moving through time and you're sort of replaying this narrative. Um, and it is it, it has a lot of sort of a Russian culture and references to it. And then it also uh, ties to um, uh, Luna Park, which is in the story. It's a theme park uh, on Coney Island. I'm not sure exactly where, I'm not sure if it, I'm not sure if Luna Park is a real place or not, but it's very, it's got that kind of um, sort of um, Russian uh, New York City kind of vibe. So I think it is either meant to be like in Queens or Brooklyn or, or uh, a theme park, theme park somewhere in that sort of Jersey, New York area. Okay, I've been delaying this. So Fight Club 2. So, okay, since Fight Club was my favorite movie, and actually I really enjoyed the book too, uh, I saw the movie before the book, but they, they actually, they both sort of stand on their own and they're both amazing work. Uh, I was, this is, a, this is a Dark Horse Comics uh, book and it is, it is beautiful and it is, it is as clever as you would expect from, and as well written as you would expect from the writer of Fight Club. Um, it did surprise me, which was great because I, I actually, well, a lot of people won't admit if they were surprised at the end of Fight Club. Um, I I was, the first time I saw it, I, w I completely had not seen it coming. I think it was because I was so absorbed in the narrative that I wasn't really thinking ahead to any twist. So Fight Club 2 did have uh, some interesting twists. Um, and I thought that it had a very good narrative to it. There were parts of it, I, I didn't find it, honestly, I didn't find it as satisfying as, as Fight Club, um, the movie or the novel, the original Fight Club movie or novel. But I did think that they did a good job considering what a tough act they had to follow because I don't really feel like that book or movie needed a sequel it sort of is a it was a full story on its own and so the idea that there was a sequel it was this is more to me this is more like a cherry on top like this is the this is the kind of thing that I mean it's 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 a whole story but it's the kind of thing that you would kind of want to see after the credits you know what 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 would happen if Tyler and Marla got married so this is this this is it. This you find you find out a little bit about their life, and then uh, you learn a little bit about. It's interesting because they they get to be developed out as characters in midlife, meaning past that time in their late twenties, early thirties, when they still were not quite formed, and they were still trying to sort of um, emerge as characters. Uh, the, this gives them. Uh, 
they they get filled out even more. But then Chuck breaking the fourth wall, really? Come on now. I <laughs> I thought that was a little unnecessary. So I don't think it's too spoilery to just mention that at certain points in this book, Chuck himself might pop out as a character. So I'm not sure. I might need to read it again before I come to any final conclusions. I have probably seen the Fight Club movie 25 times. So I, I know that movie near by heart. So I need to take a break. I don't know if you, any of you have ever had that experience. You listen to an album or you watch a movie or you read a book and you're like, you know what? Okay, I accept what just happened and now I need to take a break and absorb it a little bit and come back and chat with you all when I have figured out what just happened. So that's where I am at that. Okay, so I don't know how long we've been going here. Uh, certainly long enough for me to play around with editing and figuring out how to publish on Hangouts. And maybe I will actually extract the video from this and have this be its own first episode. Uh, but I just wanted to kind of explain to you a little bit about what I'm what I'm doing here, which is I'm interested in having more discussions within the cyber community. I don't like to say infosec industry or infosec community because I feel like that is that's too narrow for 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 where we are and and how this works. There's it's like a Venn diagram of industry issues and and the jobs that we do and the the communities that we have developed around that and i feel like there's such a um uh there's such a uh, large corpus of events and content and interests and people and it's, uh, I just kind of want to swim around in it and talk to you about things that I think are cool and um, have discussions with people and um, learn more about each other, why we're here, what we're working on, and where we're taking this into the future for the children, for the children, but also for us. Um, this is this is, there's some interesting things happening here in our industry and in our community uh, with technology and, and uh, basically uh, taking cyber back. Yeah, that's right. This is going to be, it's going to be so much cyber. If you're allergic to cyber, um, I'll, I'll, I'll see you when you have developed the right calluses or uh, ability to handle it because I just... I accept it. It's all cyber. It's cyber here on down. I'm going to take cyber back, take the cyber back. What else? Well, there's bringing cyber back, but then there's taking back the cyber. That's the other one. And uh, we're going to cyber like it's 1999. So if you have any um, cyber theme songs you want to recommend or cyberware you want to share, this is the place. Anyway. We'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. Again, this is just sort of the V1. Thank you for your patience. Again, you look magnificent, really. That is your that that looks good on you. 
and fix your webcam. Get your stickies on your webcams because I can see you. Anyway, bye. Talk to y'all later.